and continuing our on-air candidate forum for the U.S. Senate campaign. Uh, with us on the phone is Josh Mandel. He's a former state representative. He's also a former state treasurer, and he's currently a candidate for the U.S. Senate. Now, this is an open seat that uh, Senator Portman is retiring from in 2022, and, of course, it's a hotly contested primary that's already underway. The filing deadline's not till January, but the candidates are already on the trail meeting with voters across the state of Ohio. Josh, welcome to the program. Thanks, Chris. Great to be on. Well, you've been uh, crisscrossing the state talking to voters across the state of Ohio. What are you hearing from the Ohio voters, and what are their concerns right now? Well, throughout the state, there is a outpouring of concern that the Judeo-Christian bedrock of America is under attack, full-out assault, Chris, by the radical left, by the secular left, by the media that's become part of the Democrat Party. And on top of that, you have a lot of squishy establishment Republicans who, in my mind, empower and enable and provide cover for the the, the Democrats. Um, it, it's just, it's horrible. And so what do people tell me in every corner of the state? They say, Josh, we want fighters. We want fighters like you, Josh Mandel, who has the guts and the backbone and the steel spine to stand up for that Judeo-Christian bedrock. And as you and I know, what, what, what separates the Judeo-Christian belief set from other belief sets, whether it's radical Islam or atheism or these other belief sets, you know, there's so many differentiating factors, but one of the main ones is our acknowledgement of good versus evil and our willingness to fight for good over evil. And that's the fight we have. There's so much evil out there, not just globally, uh, but there's so much evil domestically as well. And the people of Ohio, the people of America, they want fighters like me, Josh Mandel. Well, there's been censorship of uh, big tech on uh, conservative voices for the last few years. It's been ever-increasing over the last half decade, it seems like. It really culminated last year actually censoring an active president as Twitter uh, deplatformed President Trump late in the year, but not just President Trump. And we look at Dennis Prager of Prager U, and we look at all the other conservative voices that have been deplatformed or shadow banned or banned outright from social media. Literally, freedom of speech is under attack, as you were just talking about. What's your thoughts about big tech and the censorship that's going on like we've never seen in this country before? The great heralding tribute of America is freedom of speech, the ability to go to the public square to express your dissent, and uh, now it seems as if uh, the public square is social media or the Internet platform and conservative voices are being restricted and sometimes just banned from that. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I've been uh, censored by Twitter. I've been censored by Facebook. And when I do town hall meetings at churches throughout the state, I usually ask for a show of hands of others who've been censored or penalty boxed or kicked off. And, you know, you see so many hands go up. Listen, the uh, the reality is the big tech companies, the Silicon Valley thugs, as I call them, they don't care at all 
about our way of life. They don't care at all about our First Amendment, freedom of speech. Uh, They literally think that Ohio and the middle of America is the enemy. And I personally think we are the backbone of the country. States like Ohio and the middle of the country, people with Midwest modest values, men and women of faith, people who served in the military, cops who were protecting our communities, we're the good guys. And the bad guys are these Silicon Valley thugs who are using um, all of their money to restrict the free speech of, of patriots and of American citizens. And this is one of the fights of our day. And I will tell you, when I go to Washington, Chris, the Silicon Valley thugs will have an enemy in Josh Mandel, and I will do everything I can to protect the freedom of speech, protect the constitutional rights of our people here in Ohio. And whether that means taking on these Silicon Valley oligarchs, thugs, whatever you want to call them, whether it means taking on the liberal politicians who empower them or the Republican rhino politicians who empower them, I'll take them all on. This is one of the fights of our day. We're talking with Josh Mandel. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate, and this will be the Senate primary race, Republican race, in uh, May of 2022. Josh, you served in the U.S. military as a Marine. It had to really grieve you to see the way in which the U.S. forces left Afghanistan and also, of course, the tragic loss of uh, Marines that were uh, killed in a suicide bomb at the airport. Uh, when we saw the just the implosion of the administration's handling of the uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, it was just uh, terrible for you know just Americans to see that and to be embarrassed by it. Your thoughts on the withdrawal of Afghanistan and how it was handled? Yeah, I mean, I think this will go down as one of, if not the most horrible military failures in American history, uh, and I, and I think the failure of the withdrawal, you know, on Biden, it, it actually happened, the failure started the day Biden took office, because the day Biden took office, he focused the military on wokeness over war fighting. He focused the military on this trash and lies like critical race theory and allowing people to pick their own gender and uh, basically making everything about race and gender when it should be about war fighting in America and protecting our country. It doesn't matter what color skin someone has. They're in the Marine Corps or the Army. It just matters if they're a good Marine or they a good soldier. That's what matters. But instead, Biden and these woke generals had the war fighters focus on all this stuff that you know probably is making China and Russia and a lot of our enemies laugh at us. So then you get to the withdrawal, If Biden would have followed the Trump withdrawal plan, which was in the springtime, which is not known as the fighting season for the Taliban, we would not have had any life lost, American life lost, American troops. But instead, Biden moved the withdrawal back to the middle of the fighting season for the Taliban, which is, you know, late summer, fall. So then at the beginning of his, of Biden's withdrawal period, he decides that he's going to voluntarily abandon Bagram Air Base. Chris, that decision alone, I believe, is the worst decision, military decision by a commander-in-chief in American history. 
to take an air base, which we needed to get American troops and American civilians and American equipment and American technology out safely, he voluntarily shut it down. It's, it's, I don't even know the, the right words for it. It's just completely insane. And how that got through so many levels of senior military leadership is beyond me. It doesn't take military expertise to know that like, the ability for ingress and egress and just getting troops and vehicles and equipment out, you, you need airstrips to do that. And he evacuated this air base, military air base in Bagram and just let the civilian airstrip in Kabul. And, and then another thing he did, he did things totally out of order. You know, first you get the American civilians out. But instead, he put them at the back of the line. He ended up putting Afghans ahead of American civilians. Think about that. There were Afghans on those planes that got out before American civilians. There's still American civilians there. He left behind, I think, over 300,000 assault rifles, over 50,000 machine guns, over 20,000 Humvees, over 16,000 pairs of night vision goggles. He left behind the biometric system, the database and the system that inventoried the bad guys, but also the good guys there. And so now the Taliban's using it as a kill list to hunt down people who aided the Americans there over the past 20 years. And so make no mistake about it, Chris, the blood of those 13, including Max Koviak from Berlin Heights, Ohio, their blood, sadly, is on the hands of Joe Biden, the commander-in-chief of the military that they joined. And, you know, I'm a Marine Corps vet. I did a couple tours in Iraq. I did my small part. And to see those Marines get killed when they should have been home safely, it just, it tears at me. It is, it just really tears at me. As, as if adding insult to injury, the Biden administration is reported negotiating uh, through the channels with the Taliban currently as the country is teetering on collapse with sanctions and power outages. The Taliban cannot manage the affairs of Afghanistan. Uh, they're basically a terrorist organization. Uh, they don't know how to manage the affairs, and they're asking the United States for humanitarian aid. Your thoughts on that ridiculous item? No, it's just uh, it's outrageous. Let me, let me tell you something about, if we can, just for a moment, Chris, talk about the quote-unquote refugees. So about 7% of the folks they put on those planes, getting them out of Afghanistan and bringing to America, about 7% were special immigrant visas, which are those visas they give to like the translators and the people that help the American troops. About 6% were American citizens, and about 3% were green card holders, which means 84% of the quote-unquote refugees are completely unvetted. And so then Biden calls Mike DeWine, in the governor's mansion in Columbus and says, hey, Mike, can you take some of these refugees? And DeWine says yes. And Chris, they're dropping them right now in Ohio and places like Toledo and Cleveland and Akron and Columbus and Cincinnati and Dayton. Unvetted. 84% of them are unvetted. We know it's a fact. It is not a rumor. It's a fact that there are men in there married to child brides. Child brides. That's called statutory rape. That's called child sex trafficking. And Joe Biden is like facilitating it with our tax money. Like, yeah, this is insane. I mean, thirty-seven thousand unvetted Afghan refugees, according to the report. I mean, thirty-seven. It's 000. just, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and, then, and then on top of that, I think recently there was a couple of these guys that were, they, they, they were trying to strangle their wife, and then they were caught assaulting female soldiers on American bases. And Biden brought these people to our country. Like, what's he doing? I mean, as, lo- as long as there are U.S. military veterans living under bridges in America, how, how are we using a penny of tax money to take care of these unvetted refugees or take care of the illegals coming across the southern border? I mean, it's just, it's just it's, it's outrageous and it's wrong. Well, it's unthinkable concerning the atrocities that have taken place since the Taliban has taken over the country, the central government, much of the provinces. And, uh, you know, we get the reports of the persecution of Christians and religious minorities uh, basically uh, a genocide and an atrocity by the Taliban, and yet now they're asking the U.S. for humanitarian monies uh, that we will get no guarantees in exchange. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I have zero confidence in Biden's ability to negotiate anything. I don't think Biden is cognitively all there. I don't know who's running the country. It's probably a combination of George Soros, Barack Obama, Valerie Jarrett, Eric Holder, it's definitely not Joe Biden, and so I have zero confidence there. You know, there has been a suspicion of that, that uh, he is nothing more than a front man of others behind the scenes, and that seems to be playing out. We've never seen anything like that in this country. Uh, we're talking with Josh Mandel. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate uh, here in Ohio that will be on the May primary ballot of 2022. Josh is uh, moving along here. The threat that China has, China is on the move across the globe. In fact, they're uh, working with the Taliban. There's reports that they've taken over Belgrum uh, Air Force Base. Uh, of course, with Afghanistan goes the rare earth mineral mines, and then China's trying to move in with there. And that's what's uh, kind of ridiculous, is that they're asking us for humanitarian aid while China is moving in with them in the, to Afghanistan. But in the South China Sea, now threatening uh, Taiwan is as well with uh, a number of military flights that have invaded Taiwan airspace. Your thoughts on uh, the national security risk of China? Well, I think they're a real risk. I think it's possible that China invades Taiwan over the next 12 to 24 months. I think they smell weakness from Biden and the entire White House and the U.S. military. I think they know that the American people do not have appetite for sending more boys and girls overseas. And so, yeah, China is a real threat. Uh, you know, I, th- I believe in the Trump America First doctrine. And I think part of that doctrine is to put an end to military adventurism and to really put the American worker first and the American taxpayer and citizen first. And so I am not for putting American troops in China or Taiwan or, you know, anywhere in a war over there. I do think that the United States should exhaust all options diplomatically, economic sanction-wise and otherwise, but I am not for the United States engaging in war over there. We're talking with Josh Mandel. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate. Uh, Josh, let's turn the corner here to some social issues. When you were in the legislature and also when you were state treasurer, you supported the heartbeat bill that was making its way through the Ohio legislature. 
uh, you had been on record as supporting the heartbeat bill. The heartbeat bill did pass here in Ohio and in other states and currently is being upheld in Texas. Now, that's working its way through the federal courts, but many believe that the U.S. Supreme Court, the way it's comprised currently, this court, is poised to strike down Roe v. Wade. Are you in support of the court striking down Roe v. Wade? I am strongly in support of the court striking down Roe v. Wade. Uh, I have been at the pointy tip of the spear in protecting life from conception to natural death. You know, unfortunately, in the Republican Party, you have a lot of politicians who say they're pro-life, but when they get to Columbus or get to Washington, they beg the Speaker of the House or beg the Senate President not to bring forward pro-life bills. I'm not like that. You know, I, I was the first statewide official and at the time the only statewide official to support the heartbeat bill. Even though it was all Republicans in statewide office, I was the only one at the time to support the heartbeat bill. And, you know, I believe that we need to do everything we can to protect innocent babies. I also believe that the, the Democrat Party, you know, they, they've turned baby killing and the abortion industry into a like fun it's 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 vile it's cynical it's gross but they get into like a fundraising mechanism for them and they have these groups like Planned Parenthood and Emily's List and all these horrible pro abortion baby killer groups and it, it it's just uh it it's horrible it, it 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 makes my blood boil chris and it brings tears to my eyes just to think about all the babies and human life we could have saved were it not for weak and wimpy Republicans, as well as pro-abortion baby-killer Democrats. Well, the court very well may do that, uh, with this case being heard in December, and it looks as if it's uh, telegraphing with the uh, upholding of the heartbeat bill in Texas, and we're seeing that play out. Uh, We're talking again with Josh Mandel, a candidate for U.S. Senate Josh, as you're making your way and you're you're meeting with a lot of people of faith, you're uh, uh, meeting with some uh, groups in churches, what are you hearing of people of faith across the state and, again, some of their concerns uh, as they see the administration pushing uh, H.R. 1, which, of course, would uh, be an LGBTQ or SOGI law on steroids on the, on the federal level, fortunately, they don't have the votes in the Senate to pass that by way of a filibuster, uh, but yet it, the, the threat is still there. The, the administration, through um, its uh, executive orders, has pushed a lot of the LGBTQ agenda across the, the board, including the military. Uh, like you said earlier, the wokeism in the military with transgenderism and even the uh, uh, Joint Chiefs supporting that initiative in critical race theory. Uh, this has been a discouragement to people of faith without question, and they wonder what the the future holds for them and their children when these debates are taking place before the local school boards uh, about critical race theory and uh, LGBTQ or transgenderism uh, in the public school. Your thoughts on that? Well, I've been outspoken uh, literally at school board meetings trying to stop critical race theory at the schools trying to you know, stop the schools allowing, pushing kids to pick their gender. You know, there's only two genders, boy and girl, and that's it, period. Um, you know, this critical race theory, Chris, it, it really gets under my skin. I, I actually got 
believe it or not, I got kicked out of the Lakota school board meeting. Did you see this article from the other night? I did not. I missed that. Yeah, I'll send it to you. So Monday night, I went and uh, spoke. I was invited by some moms to speak at the Lakota school board meeting. And I spoke there standing up against the mask mandates and standing up against the critical race theory. And the school board shut me down. They trampled on my First Amendment right to free speech. They trampled on the rights of this mom and citizen and taxpayer who invited me. And and she you know, had me up there, yielded her time to me as her designee in accordance with the school board's rules. But the reason why they had me escorted out is because they don't want to hear the truth because they know the truth hurts. And the truth is these masks are horrible for kids. They're unhealthy. They're unsanitary. Suicide rates are up. Depression rates are up. Kids can't socialize. Kids can't see the face of their teachers. It's been the whole, it's, it's, it harms learning, harms mental health, harms everything. And the, the politicians and the school officials are using kids as pawns. That is what they are doing, political pawns. And then this critical race theory, they're literally lying to kids. You know, the New York Times 1619 Project, the critical race theory, they're trying to teach kids that somehow America was founded to protect slavery and racism. That's garbage. It's ridiculous. America was founded to advance the cause of liberty and freedom. And kids need to learn that. They need to learn real American history. You know, when I I stepped on Paris Island for the boot camp for the Marine Corps, Chris, one of the first things that drone instructors say to you is, listen, we don't care what color your skin is. We don't care what religion you are. We don't care where you came from. We don't care how much money or little money your mommy and daddy have. You're all equally worthless to us. And what they were saying is, listen, you're all Marines. That was May of 2000. Fast forward four years, May of 2004, I found myself in a town called Al-Qaim, which is right where the Euphrates River meets the Iraq-Syria border. And I can guarantee you that as we were there on patrol on the Syrian border, looking across the border into the whites of the eyes of the Syrian border guards, we did not give a hoot the skin color of the Marine to the left or the right of us. We didn't care if they were a black kid from the Bronx or a white kid from backwoods, Tennessee. All we cared was are they a good Marine? Because I was putting my life in their hands and they were putting their life in my hands. And that's the mentality we need in the classroom. It's the mentality we need in the workplace. It's the mentality we need in the civilian world. Who cares what color skin people have? And what the critical race theory people, what they're doing is they're perverting what Martin Luther King preached. You know, Martin Luther King preached that he had a dream that one day his kids will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. But instead, these critical race theory people, they're trying to flip that upside down. and They're trying to make everything about skin color. And who cares? They're just trying to divide our kids. And, you know, my, my kids are five, seven, and eight. Gideon is five. Judah is seven. Rosie is eight. And I teach them, you just treat everyone like a VIP, whether it's the guy who owns the restaurant or the guy washing the dishes. It doesn't, doesn't matter what color skin they have or what gender they are or what religion or where they're from. You just treat everyone with dignity and respect. and I'm sure that's how your listeners or your podcasts treat and raise their kids. And but that's what we need in the schools, not this critical race theory stuff. 
Josh, when uh, we just got a couple minutes here before uh, we leave, uh, joshmandel.com, that's how people follow you on your website. Again, we're talking with Josh Mandel, a candidate for U.S. Senate. Josh, what would you want people to think about as you're a candidate and a selection for who's going to represent us in Washington in the U.S. Senate uh, this next term? What, what, what's your thoughts on that? Sure, I'm pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump. Instead of running my campaign through traditional Republican Party groups, I'm sidestepping the Republican Party groups, and I'm running my campaign through churches. And a lot of people have asked me, Josh, why are you running your campaign through churches? And it's simple. I feel that our way of life is under attack, and we're not going to save this country in Republican Party offices. The only place we're going to save this country is in houses of worship. And so if you want to join our fight, my website is joshmandel.com. J-O-S-H-M-A-N-D-E-L dot com. Again, I'm pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump, and I'm fighting this fight with the Bible in one hand and the Constitution in the other. Very good. Josh, thanks for being our guest today so much. We appreciate you stopping by. Thank you so much. God bless you. And if you've missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thanks for listening. God bless. We'll be back next week.